This is How to Business and Show Business, where we talk about the business of show, the podcast that discusses ways to work smarter, not harder. If you're a performer at the beginning of your career or a student interested in going into the performing arts, this is the podcast for you. For more about the podcast, you can find our website at businessandshowbusiness.com. There you can learn more about the business of performing arts with coursework, videos with shop talk, and interviews with other professional performers. Now here's your host, Corbin. Hello, I'm your host, Corbin, and welcome back to this week's episode of How to Business and Show Business. Before we get started, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you can stay caught up anytime there's a new episode. Friends, thanks for joining me for another episode. I'm so excited to share this discussion and this week's guest, Ed Watts. Ed is no stranger to the theater, film, and television scene, his work ranging from Scandalous and Finian's Rainbow on Broadway to the national tour of Book of Mormon, regional credits like Music Man and Guys and Dolls, and TV credits such as NCIS, New Orleans, The Sopranos, Quantico, and All My Children, and many more. In a future episode, you'll hear from Ed how a leading man businesses in showbiz. But for this episode, we discuss how a leading man carries himself and what his character looks like and says about him. In this episode, we learn from Ed who influenced him not only in his career, but life, what the character of a leading man looks like in the workplace, and how setting the tone of kindness and compassion has a trickle-down effect. I'm excited for you to hear from Ed in this episode as he shares his journey and knowledge about the business. So without further ado, here's my interview with Ed Watts. I'd like to yes. do some introductory questions just to start us off. Who is Ed Watts? <laughs> uh, actually, just yesterday, uh, somebody described me as a renaissance man, and I <laughs> love that. I don't even know exactly what that means. Uh, I think it, I take it to mean I'm, I'm a, uh, a man of, of many uh, interests and uh, dare I say passions. Um, Career-wise, I am an actor, singer, performer. Um, on a, a larger scale, I would say that um, I, yeah, I would say that I'm a man who, who, uh, enjoys exploring the world around him. I love making things. I mean, that's some of that comes with the the uh, the career I've chosen. You know, making art, but I also love making things with my hands. Uh, I'm a woodworker. Uh, I'm a handyman. I've been doing that sort of on the side during this uh, uh, this COVID quarantine time. And um, I think I'm a, a um, I would say perhaps a a kind, caring, compassionate type of guy who tries very hard to live by the golden rule do mm. unto others my friend mm. okay okay now you already started to talk a little bit about it so this goes into my next question mm -hmm. uh what hobbies and or interests do you have outside of the business yes i did touch on a few of them um well the first i will say uh, only because it's it's just come uh it's just come up uh i I love building things, working with my hands a lot. Most, if not uh, all of that, uh, I wouldn't say all, but most of it comes in the form of uh, woodworking. Um, I've recently been able to acquire a space here in the city, thanks to my 
my new best friend, my, my super here in my building found a, a space for me in one of the other buildings he manages. And I now have a wood shop that uh, I'm slowly but surely um, populating with my favorite tools I've always wanted. Uh, so that's, that's probably the biggest hobby I have, um, tinkering really with anything. I'll take anything apart, see if I can fix it or, you know, mm -hmm. see how it, see how it ticks, see how it works. I love that. Um, and also uh, a nature lover. Uh, my lovely wife and I are about to, to get out in a little escape. We're going to take a little road trip and, um, and just, first of all, get out. I mean, we, we all got to get out. Mm -hmm. But also, secondly, anytime I can to to be out in nature, uh, you know, here I am speaking to a man who lives in <laughs> Alaska, arguably the most nature intensive state we have. But uh, I loved it when I was there. I would love to come back. So yeah. perhaps you'd be getting a call from me. But in okay. the meantime, we're going to be taking a road trip. We'll, we'll take in some national parks, visit, visit some family safely and socially distance as much as uh, is necessary. Yeah. But, um, you know, those two things, I think, definitely go hand in hand. Where I, where I found the, the crazy business that I'm in right now and living in the middle of, you know, the largest metropolis in our country is, is very strange. And I ask myself how it happened all the time. But, you know, I make it work. You know, I, I think it's that dichotomy in the that sort of works. The, the glass and steel, the people, the busyness, the glitz, the glamour. And then get out, have a campfire, mm -hmm. sounds of nature. You know, the Milky Way over your head, you know, it, it all it all somehow comes into to this uh, uh, swirling uh, cacophony that is my head and, I'm, and I make it work. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of a nature filled environment, it's it, well, it's kind of an, not interesting, but to give the people context and background, you and I met in Connecticut, which is another uh, nature filled place. Mm -hmm. And which is basically how we got into the conversation that we're talking about today. Uh, we were doing, uh, what were we doing, Ed? I'm blanking out. G uh, Music Man. Thank <laughs> Music you. Man? Jeez. It's only been yes, a year ago. Go. Like, That's who would remember? Right. Um, we, were, <laughs> we were doing Music Man, and you are Harold Hill. And I, sh I don't know what struck my fancy or interest about it, but I sat down with you, and we had a conversation about being a leading man, something I know mm -hmm. what you've done if not a handful of times in your career, let's just say. It's not your first time at the rodeo. All right. What is your, what is a leading man? First of all, let me start with this. What is a leading man in your eyes outside of show business? Outside of show business. Um, interesting. I, I think I'll, I'm trying to think, you know, I'm going to say this in terms of sort of an example because I grew up mm -hmm. with, with, a, with an example of a leading man, I'm speaking of my father, um, who in many ways embodies everything that I would talk to you about today when it comes to being a leading man. But, but since my dad is as far away from being in show business as you can imagine, uh, he's retired now, but he was a, he was a veterinary pharmaceutical salesman. Um, so I don't know, you know, salesman, Harold Hill, it all works <laughs> out. Uh, I, I would say... Um, Certainly based on that example and, and what I tried to live up to from that example and also expound on because, you know, my dad, like anybody else, is not a perfect person. And, you know, we, we could all improve in many ways. But I think it starts with, uh, with morality. And I think it starts with, with ethics. I think it starts with, as I have already mentioned, the idea of do unto others. 
um, being an example of some kind, you know, you don't always have to be an example at every point. Again, you know, we're all, you know, fallible. We all have our, our imperfections. So we could never, you know, hope to live up to a perfect example of this. But I think in the real world, it's somebody who cares about others, who, who takes pride in doing a good job, who has work ethic, who, um, you know, seeks to leave, you know, anything or any um, uh, activity or person he meets to leave, you know, that experience, uh, you know, better than he found it to, um, yeah, to, uh, to be, you know, as good a person as possible. And, and a lot of that is also taking into account other people, taking into account, you know, other people's feelings. Um, it's, it's not always easy because, you know, again, we all have, we all live in life and we all have, you know, things that affect us. But, uh, you know, I, I try very hard to live up to that example um, of, of being a moral person, of, you know, trying to do the right thing. And, and to not take out any, you know, bad day, you know, foibles I might have on anybody else. And, um, you know, there's so much involved in it and I'm sure I'm rambling a bit here, but it, it's sort of an all encompassing thing of, of basically just trying to be a good person, setting a good example, you know, um, doing, doing good deeds when you can. I was, you know, raised, um, camping and being in the Boy Scouts, and they teach that quite a bit. I know in this day and age, sadly, you know, they've gotten a bad rap, but I had an amazing experience, you know, growing up and being a Boy Scout. And these days, you know, if you're called a Boy Scout, it's some sort of a derogatory term. But, mm -hmm. you know, I went all the way through that organization, got the Eagles badge and, and all of it because they really, um, you know, there was this, uh, this sort of code and this morality that, that you live up to in your life in general. And, and a lot of that is, is, you know, doing things like do a good turn daily and, um, and living up to the code of, you know, being trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. <laughs> it's, in, it's, in, it's, in, it's etched in there. But anyway, again, a long rambling answer, but uh, hopefully you can take out some nuggets of that. Well, and what I loved about our last conversation is when I had asked this question, you were so all-encompassing you you might think it as a rant, but you always tacked on all of my other preceding questions. So we just kind of went in a circle in terms of tacking, I remember the, yeah. you know, tacking yeah. everything. So then, okay. So then the, while these are shiny examples, either via your own experience and or what you've witnessed, how does a leading man show up? Whether it being showing up to rehearsal, to uh, work, uh, or whether it just be showing up uh, ready for the day. Uh, are you talking generally in life or, or are we speaking business? Well, um, well, um, Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I would start again. It's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, was taught, again, Boy Scouts. I don't mean to bring it up as like the ultimate example because we mm -hmm. all know that obviously, you know, sadly, those things are taken advantage of sometimes. But be prepared. That was one of the other big things. Be prepared. Do a good turn. I think showing up with the ideals of being a leading man are basically to um, always put your best foot forward. Always try to to lead with kindness. I think that's a, a very important thing. Uh, the golden rule once again comes into it. I think you know you could apply it to almost any situation. You know, you treat others the way that you want to be treated. Uh, take into account other people and um, do your homework. 
you know, there, therein lies the work ethic aspect of it. And I think it ties into the, the morality and everything of if you're going to do something, do it the best you can, you know, being an actor, being in this business, you know, a lot of times, you know, maybe some people don't know this and I'm sure every actor does to a degree. And especially some of the people who might be listening to this, who are interested in the business side of acting and what it's like when you're not on stage. Well, a lot of it is you're looking for work, you know, in a lot of cases, our job is trying to find the next job. But in between that, sometimes you got to do other things. And I always found it um, very fulfilling that no matter what I was doing, even if it was a temp job or, you know, now doing some handyman work or whatever it might be. Yes, it's not my chosen career, but it doesn't mean that you, you know, pardon the expression, but it doesn't mean you half-ass it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you do the best job you can at whatever you're doing. And you try to leave behind good work and you try to leave behind good feelings. And so that's the whole preparedness part, you know, showing up, knowing, knowing what you're going to do, being prepared to do it, having done your homework, doing it with a smile. You know, sometimes we all wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but it's to me, that's never an excuse to do poor work, to treat people poorly. And that's another piece of that puzzle of, I think being the leading man is, is trying to exemplify that idea of, listen, you know, we, we all have rough days, but we're all in it together. We're all in the same, you know, giant marble here. Let's, let's try to treat each other compassionately and, and make sure we're ready and do the best we can. Do you think that today's version of being man, it's a lost art because of what's sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think sometimes there's this idea of the position of a leading man without the responsibilities that it's just the acting that comes first. But as to what you and I have talked about many times is it's also when you're not on camera and it's how you treat people when you get off set or when maybe you first show up and you're in the makeup chair and you're in the dressing room. And do you think that today's version of being a leading man is a bit of a lost art? You know, I don't know. There are certainly you know, many examples that, that I'm sure we could point to of, of people who are in what would be considered a leading man position, not exemplifying any of those underlying things beyond just, hey, you're the one on the marquee. Yours, yours is the name, you know, above the title or right below the title. Um, you're the one getting, you know, a bigger paycheck or whatever it might be. I think those in many ways are ancillary things when it comes to the idea of being a leading man. Because in my book, being a star and being a leading man are, are sort of two different things. Mm -hmm. They, you know, if you're a leading man, you're, you're probably going to be the, the quote star of the show in many respects, because you're the one with the the largest role, the most songs or whatever it might be. But as far as it being a lost art, um, I mean, there are certainly, you know, huge examples of people who, you know, to everything that I've seen exemplify a leading man, um, I've come across a couple in my, in my, um, my life as an actor that I point to every time I talk about this, uh, I've never met him. And this is an example of one that I've heard of somebody at the absolute pinnacle of our profession. Um, you know, somebody like Tom Hanks, who is, who is well known to be the nicest man in Hollywood. I love that example. Now we could also point just so many other people who are, you know, arguably just as big of international A-list stars who do not have that reputation. And that, that makes me sad. But, but then I've also worked with, um, you know, in my, my dabblings in TV, which is not as much as my theater days, but, you know, other people who are the, 
the, the leading men of the show that I'm, I'm working on at that time. And it could not have been nicer. They know everybody's name. They show up off book prepared. And they're also, you know, producers of these shows or whatever it might be. And, and I, I always, anytime it happens, um, for instance, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to name drop here. Well, I, I am, but it's, it's going to be as an example. I was lucky enough to get a really great role on a, on a, an episode of uh, NCIS New Orleans. And the first day I was on set was just to go and meet the director and get a feel for what was happening. Scott Bakula is the star of that show and I believe also an executive producer. He, I've, I've never met the man. He obviously had no idea who I was, but I walked into a room and I was introduced to the director and then I just sort of hung around. And he walked in the room. I immediately saw him because you know, he's the star and he's Scott Bakula. I love him. Quantum Leap. It's all fantastic. Star Trek. And he <laughs> saw me. I could see it out of the corner of my eye. He saw me beelined right for me, introduced himself. And we had a 10 minute conversation that was absolutely lovely. So all the time that, you know, anybody could ask of somebody with all of his, you know, responsibility. Um, the other one that really surprised me and I shouldn't, and not if he ever saw this, I want to say that it's, you know, it's not because... <laughs> Not because I, you know, I thought anything else, but Dennis Leary comes across, you know, in many of his roles and things, rescue me as, you know, the sort of hard, you know, hard-sided guy. He also walked onto the set when I was doing an episode of Rescue Me, knew everybody's name, could not have been sweeter, knew, I mean, and this guy's created the show, executive director, all of it. Anyway, these are examples of people who... um have exemplified that even even though they are stars mm -hmm. and so i don't think that there there has to be that um that like sort of a cutoff where if you're the star and you have a lot of responsibility you don't have to worry about the other aspects of being a leading man that i think are arguably even more important and these people that i've mentioned have you know they're leading by example which which this is probably going to lead into another one of your questions but it it's um it, I think the most important thing in many ways about being that leading man is, is being the example for mm. the rest of the people that you're working with, because so many of us take the example of whoever's in charge and that's the way everything else susses out below them. If you are, if you're yelling, if you're ranting, if everything's negative, how on earth can the rest of the things, you know, quote below you, you know, the people who are working for you and have other jobs, how, you know, how else are you expecting them to react? Whereas if you come in with, with kindness, appreciation, love, respect, that trickles down very fast. And suddenly everybody gets the idea, hey, this is the way this is going to be. And this is the way we should be. And then there's love and respect and kindness. Ed, you're too good. You're too good. Like I have my. Because I'm answering questions you haven't yes, asked. Yes, <laughs> Ed. Like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, like it's well, just. I almost feel like I didn't answer your other question that I? I can't remember. No, you did about, you know, it, about it being a lost art. It's more than just oh, showing right, up and right. doing the job on the screen or it on is. the stage. There's other things behind the scenes to which I'm getting ready to ask you, which I know you are so good about doing the response. Well, if I could. Yeah, please. Real fast, because I don't think I did answer that. The, I mean, to a degree, I was saying, no, I don't think it's necessarily a lost art because we have some examples, but I do think in this day and age, there are far too many people who think it's not as important. And I think, I think that comes from just where our society has gotten with 
um, we're with social media and us being a little more distant from the people that we're interacting with and it's not face to face and it's not as um, you know, it's not that in person thing where you have to take responsibility for your actions. And, you know, it, again, it doesn't happen all the time. And there are lots of people who, you know, buck that trend, if you will, these days. But I also see far too many who I think have just sort of started choosing to believe their own legend. <laughs> One of these little quotes that I've said over the years that, you know, as soon as you start believing that you're all that and mm-hmm. you're above anything and you're not, you know, beholden to, a morality or an ethic or, you know, a golden rule way of thinking, then it's, you know, it's a slippery slope to, you know, becoming a really bad example and for sort of poisoning a lot of stuff. And, um, I, you know, I, I'm an, I'm an eternal optimist. So I'd like to think <laughs> it's not a lost art and there are people that we can look to. Uh, there are examples, um, hopefully more and more, you know, people, And, you know, be they leading men, leading women, all of this is encompassed, of course, you know, more and more people who are in that position who will, who will allow that, um, that morality, ethics, golden rule stuff to, to permeate any job or any situation they're in. Well, I don't want to put a label on it, but I think this is the best way that I can describe it because it's via audio. We are forever children who are learning things, right? And with this, to this, to this, to this example, you know, like some of the most... I'm lightly going to say it, but like prejudice, right? You're not born mm-hmm. with it. You're taught. So to your example right. of the, I guess these are things, if you don't have these examples, you're taught these things, how to be via what we see in media, via what we see around our peers. Sometimes you are taught these things and not necessarily born with those things, good or bad, but to at some extent, because we are adults, right? You have to take a step back. And as you always, as you continue to tell me, and as you've said many times, whether it be the golden rule, kindness, love, and respect, it doesn't take rocket science to figure out, oh, um, one of the things I know you were so good about when you would just walk in first thing in the morning, check on everyone. Hi, how are you doing? How's your day? With your, cu- with your cup of coffee, with your mug in hand, making yes. little hip stops around the theater. Like that is just something you were always so good about. Did, did, did you learn that or did someone teach you that? Checking in with people in the morning or first thing? Initially, I think it was a learned approach. Um, uh, and then based on that learning, mm-hmm. I think for me, it was just, you know, and I'm also <laughs> a double-edged sword, but very lucky, lucky to be born with a massive conscience. So I would never let myself get away with, not being a sort of a positive force. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I slip, we all slip, we're all imperfect. But, you know, I, I, again, I grew up with a, with an example in my father of a man who, who always strove to do the right thing in whatever situation it was. Not always easy. Um, it is not always easy when you, you know, first walk into a situation, especially if it's a morning thing, we're all tired, we're all trying to drink our cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and, you know, get on with our day. But, um, but I think I also, uh, based on the example that I had uh, from my father and then other people when I first started, you know, working the business and seeing the, the way things sussed out and the way people reacted, depending on if somebody came in negative or positive, you know, then you, my conscience comes in and all the rest of the things I've learned comes in and you, you figure out, oh, this is a much better way to do it. And also, frankly, it's so much easier. It's mm-hmm. so much easier when you walk into a room, if somebody says, how you doing? 
for you to say, eh, I'm good, thanks. It's so easy to say that, I'm good, thanks. Three quick words, a smile. Then to be grumpy, to start complaining, it takes so much energy to do that. And you know, anybody, yeah. who, anybody who does that, it, I think it also feeds and suddenly the whole day is just going downhill. Yeah. And I've never quite understood how people have decided, even in their grouchiness, grumpiness, you know, negativity, that they just want to spend so much more energy to just continue the negativity than to take a lot less energy, promote something positive in a few simple words, and then suddenly the whole place just starts brightening up. And, you know, I've, I've seen it so many times that to me, it's sort of a no brainer to to react that way, to take the easy road yeah. as opposed to the hard road and, and look at all the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I think also in my, you know, in my long career, I've also just figured out that it's, uh, it's just the best, it's just a better way to go. So why not take the easy road and the happier and more positive road? If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. So you're notified when a new episode is posted, rate and review this podcast and be sure to share with your friends. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you on next week's episode of how to business in show business.